Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Cadillac Anderson, David Thirdkill, Joey Devine, Paul Mokeski, Lorenzo Romor. Sean Keane, Harvey Catchings, Sherman Douglas, The General, Patreons, Carl Blumenthal, Duncan Carl, Lee, thank you Lee, Drake Campbell, thank you Drake, musical guest, the Promise Ring! And now, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And who knew I was bad at hitting the fade out button while talking at the same time? Uh, I'm here, as always, with a brand new episode of Round Ball Rock. Just some business off the top, because Uh I always forget to do it. Five stars on iTunes. It really helps. Uh, We need to get Mm -hmm. back on those chartable charts. Yeah, we... 
I am itching to make drops about weird countries. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, if you're in a country that does not have a lot of podcast listens, uh, hit download, hit five stars. Maybe we'll uh, get in the charts and I'll have to learn some fun facts about your country. Um mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'd like to announce a promotion. Okay. If we get uh, good iTunes reviews, I will read them in some funny voice. Yeah, I'll do it in the voice of some unnamed actor, sports figure, political figure. Oh, great. Um, and yeah, iTunes. actually, I'm also asking for five-star reviews because uh, a guy who hates the... Um, uh, who hates the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast, uh, wrote an anti-Semitic one about us, and I'd like to push that down, even though neither Sean or I are Jewish. No. And um, not in a fake anti-Semitic way, like Congress says. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say the title of it is Jewish Voices about my voice. All right. And then, um, uh, yeah, and it's signed Elon Musk. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Um, but other than that, five-star reviews, uh, patreon.com slash roundrockpod is where you can hear us talk about Jack Reacher. It's back uh, starting next week, right, John? If it's like Thanksgiving turkeys, I believe it's yeah, next week. Yeah, the, the show, show comes, back. comes back in eight days. Oh, so yeah. in a week. It, it yeah. premieres next right, Friday. Right when Han- it's, they waited for Hanukkah to end. So it's actually yeah. nine crazy nights this year. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash round rock pot is where you can see that uh, T-shirt store in the description. Follow us on X or Twitter. Why did I call it X? What is wrong with me? Follow us on Twitter. Elon's review got (laughs) you. At Round Rock Pod. Email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. And Sean, you shouldn't be talking because I haven't introduced you yet. That voice you're hearing now is my co-host, my best friend, and yours, America's Uncle Dad, Sean King. Sean, we're recording this at 11.44 on Thursday, December 7th. And I wanted to ask you, uh-huh. how's your in-season tournament fever going? Uh, You know, it's it, it was ill-timed, I feel like. Well, we'll talk about that when we get yeah, to the actual but, show. Uh, I just want to know about the, the actual disease you have. I got to say 90, 99. I got a temperature of 99.9 degrees right now. Okay, that's uh, not that high. Um, all right. Uh, I mean, I'm not hot-blooded, exactly. Um, before we start talking basketball, though, actually, before we start, I want to talk some basketball, actually, before we get to reader mail. Um, Sean, question for you. You're a Warriors fan, and uh, uh, you're paid to blog about them, so someone is luckily paying you to watch this miserable team. That is true. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> a week ago... Uh, mm-hmm. in the in-season tournament, Steve Kerr was planning on uh, not playing Moses Moody at all, and then Moses Moody came in uh in the Kings game and hit a million shots, and he did uh, hit a million shots. Uh, even though he was not supposed to be in the rotation, and the Warriors almost didn't lose a game they should have won because of <laughs> Moses Moody, and then two days ago, 
Well, remember, uh, he benched Moses Moody in order to lose the game. Yeah, well, yes. Right, I, but yeah, I yeah. didn't want to get to that part because yeah. uh, because what happened this week to the Golden State Warriors <laughs> is they were playing the Portland Trailblazers. Uh-huh. And Steve Kerr had decided uh, Jonathan Kaminga is out of the rotation. He's out of the rotation. He sat for 31 straight minutes while the Warriors mm-hmm. uh, lost... We're down like 11 points to the Portland Trailblazers the entire game. Uh, He got desperate and put Jonathan Kaminga in, who then proceeded to basically single-handedly win the game. Um, He he didn't ever come out of the game, did he? Yeah, after being put in, no, he (laughs) did not. That's so funny to not play him for... 32 minutes, minutes. yeah 30 yeah 30 31 minutes or whenever he came in and then just to not take him out like well they couldn't afford to take him out because no they couldn't uh, because he was the only good player other than steph curry in the game i mean they they couldn't hold off the powerhouse portland trailblazers without jonathan kaminga just dunking over and over again yeah um, so my question for you, Sean, uh-huh. is if you were Kenny Atkinson, Steve Kerr's lead assistant. Yes. Would you, in the coaching me- coaches meeting, ask Steve Kerr who he was planning on taking out of the rotation and then secretly uh, on the rotation pa- piece of paper swap that person into the starting lineup? Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> Well, Steve Kerr finally said after the game that there might be some changes to the starting lineup, who have not been a great group this mm-hmm. year, even no. though they were a very good group last year. Um, I got to say, Clay Thompson has been so rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, really bad. And uh, Andrew uh, Wiggins but, also really bad. But at um, the same time, I don't think it's a reluctance to mess with the starting lineup. That's exactly a problem as much as it is playing your two lottery picks from the 2021 draft. Mm -hmm. Like just play them 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, he loves playing Brandon Pajemski because he played two good games in a month. Um, It's just, it's (laughs) baffling to me. It's like, you would you would think they'd want again, you would think they might want to just cut some of their older struggling guys minutes. I'm not even saying bench them, but mm-hmm. maybe play the young athletic guys a little more. Well, th- maybe that's why he'll play Brandon because he's so a he's terrible athlete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a good player, don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong, but it's like they want their whole vibe to be tiny and slow. Yeah. And Moody and Moody's not even really Moody's that fast. Close. Let's make it. Let's make it like it's just in comparison. He seems fast. Well, he's a, he's at least he's like a twenty-one-year-old man. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's not. But he's also not out of breath the while same we're talking way. About slow. Uh-huh. I I actually think the problem with this team, other than Steve Kerr uh, not wanting to play good players all the time. Or, like, maybe be a basketball coach anymore. Can we maybe yeah. say that? Like, is he... <laughs> we don't really hear a lot about his contract because he's like, God damn, Bob Myers beat me to it. 
Um, did you hear, by the way, did you, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Say what uh, you're going to say. But all I think the problem actually is, Sean, uh-huh. did you know that the Golden State Warriors are the slowest paced team in the league? Wait, really? Yes. It's crazy they turn the ball over as much as they do then. Um, is that is that because of the Chris Paul bench yes. lineup? No, that is just because of Chris Paul. He's played <laughs> so much, and instead of... And look, Chris Paul has actually been one of their good players, actually. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't think he's good with Steph Curry, but, you know, you have to play Chris Paul sometimes. Um, But the team has decided to uh become like chris paul is so strong-willed he's taken a team that has four championship rings and bent them to his style of play mm-hmm. instead of even when he's not playing instead of the other way around well, uh, and i think I, that's sort of the problem <laughs> well that's impressive but also like can you still be playing at that fast a pace when your guys are getting pacemakers installed. You know what I mean? Like that's like, are they just, are they just wondering how many, how much running they can literally do? Mm -hmm. Well, I, and I wanted to bring this up before the news because uh, I think I'm going to start doing a new Patreon, Sean, where uh, after games, I'm going to talk occasionally. I'm going to talk to, uh, our friends who are fans of the teams the Golden State Warriors played for about 20 minutes, and I'm going to ask them the question, how shitty do you think the Warriors are? No, that's a good that's a good that's a good uh, game. Yep. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned. I'll have someone after the Oklahoma City Thunder game this weekend, hopefully. Pretty um, exciting. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally will be recording. Um kind of an an unusual version of round book rock this weekend Mm -hmm. because normally i talk with corbin about sports books Mm -hmm. and uh i just want to describe to our listeners all the very strange things that are in the unabridged victor hubel novel uh le miserable Okay, great. He's so, he's working out a lot of weird stuff. That's all I'll so, say. Yeah, we've got some stuff coming on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. I know we don't all, we're not always consistent with it, but we're working on it. We promise. And just um, like Thanksgiving turkeys. Is yeah, gonna that's gonna save us, us all. Gonna come um, hard. All right, Sean. Uh, before we get to the news, let's do some reader mail. We haven't heard, we haven't done reader mail in a long time. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. All right, Sean, our first question comes from our friend Della Muka, mm-hmm. who asked, what's the award the NBA will create specifically for Lame Dillard in this tournament? Ooh. Um, well, we'll get to this in the news, but uh, it's best locker room leaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Haynes Across America yeah. award. <laughs> um, well, we'll we'll get to this specifically. Let's let's table this one until yeah. we talk about the result of the game. But but we'll we'll get back to this one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Our friend John L asks. 
now that it's officially out, which NBA players will buy a Cybertruck? Um, and I can now tell I will, you, yeah. I can tell you right off the bat, mm-hmm. I was very saddened to see, to open my Instagram feed last week. Do not friend me on Instagram. That's just for me and people I actually know. So if you find me on there, I'm sorry, I'm not going to accept your friend request. Yeah, I got to keep, I got to keep one for me. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. But. I opened up my Instagram and I saw Spike Lee had purchased a Cybertruck. I mean, that was amazing. <laughs> Seeing the picture of Jay Leno looking like a tiny doll in the mm-hmm. Cybertruck. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, look, David Letterman, that uh, at the height of Aunt Letterman Leno, uh, uh, craziness would have been making jokes about how Leno's in a Cybertruck, right? Oh, yeah. Well, also, he himself would just be, like, dropping things off the top of a building onto the Cybertruck, yeah. but not actually believe that driving one is cool. Yeah. Now, I mean, David Letterman has, like, a racing team mm-hmm. and is really into cars, but is still, like, not even in the same like dork town level as Jay Leno. Like yeah. David Letterman's regular car, I think, is like a Volt. Yeah, <laughs> David, he's like, well, I, you know, I do accept. He like knows that climate change is real, and Jay Leno's <laughs> like, I'm gonna burn my face off in a garage or in this Elon Musk cyber truck. However, I can get the closest to uh, a, a Richard Pryor esque disaster. Mm-hmm. He's freebasing classic cars, though. That's the difference. Um, I think there's a very easy. There are two very easy answers for this, though. Yeah, let me tell you. There's two retired players for sure. Well, well retired well, and or blackballed players that definitely. Have let me let me give you the retired yeah, yeah. ones because sure. uh Hassan Whiteside, yeah, one hundred percent would get a Cybertruck, mm-hmm. and Ennis Cantor would also get a Cybertruck, even though I'm not even sure it's legal to drive in New York City where he, he and his Rockefeller mm-hmm. girlfriend and conservative think tank backers are, but he would just do it for the virtue signaling. Okay, now I think the two current players that definitely have ordered a Cybertruck are okay. Rudy Gobert, because the Cybertruck yeah. is the car of the Joe Rogan podcast. Right, 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 right yeah. And uh, he is the league's biggest Joe Rogan fan. And mm-hmm. I think Spencer Dinwiddie is also buying a Cybertruck. Those are both because very... it's, uh, it's the crypto of cars. <laughs> it is the crypto of cars. They're so ugly. That's I, the you weirdest know what? thing Steph about Curry them. also buying a Cybertruck, I think. Um, unfortunately, yeah, he might get a. He's cyber a NIMBY. Truck. He owned all those monkeys. Wait, um, he, he owned all the owned... apes. What the... Remember oh, right, 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 right. Sorry, sorry. Apes? I, yeah, yeah, sorry. I yes, I just didn't. <laughs> In fact, we're lucky the season had started because Steph Curry definitely would have been blinded at that ape com- uh, conference yeah, by the UV true. lights. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's true. Um, who do you think is the least likely to get a Cybertruck? Oh, great question. Steven Adams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's a very good that's a very good answer. Historically, Matt Bonner would be the least likely, yeah. I think. Um <laughs> I don't really think I could see either. Well, I was going to say not. I I could see like 
Mo and Franz Wagner sharing a Cybertruck, mm-hmm. but just squabbling over it all the time about who gets well, to drive. You know and like, what? maybe they don't fit inside. You know why I actually think it's high on the won't own a Cybertruck list? Who's that? I think LeBron James is actually like a top five wouldn't own a Cybertruck guy. Why? Because he's a he's, Hummer guy? Uh, he's just so online, he would know not to get one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, but if he's like, they, it seems it seems Hummer adjacent to me. That's all I would say. I think it's too. I think he I think he knows there's something bad about it, but doesn't know what it is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> um. And I just think being like uh, a like you, you bum Trump guy, uh, hey, calling Trump a bum guy, you're not getting a cyber truck. You know what I mean? I got to say congratulations to LeBron James for his uh, very strong gun control stance today. Yeah. Good job. Um, yeah, good job, buddy. Um, yeah, and also, uh, thank God Steve Kerr wasn't in the in-season tournament because he would have spent a lot of time drafting a gun control statement and then forgetting that Moses Moody was on his <laughs> existed. roster. Existed. Um, do the Lakers play on Sunday? I forgot. They play on Saturday. Oh, good job. Good job, NBA, NBA schedule lucked out because you know what happened Sunday, Sean. Well, it's the in-season tournament final on Saturday. Well, but I know, but they lucked out that the Lakers, the schedule makers, because you know what happens on Sunday. Bronny James makes his college debut. He's making his debut. And LeBron said he would skip his game to make it. So they really dodged a bullet that USC didn't play on Saturday because LeBron James might have been skipping the in-season tournament tournament. That would have been the best. (laughs) Oh, that would have been good. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy boy he he really he really kicked ass tonight but uh we'll talk say, about it later we'll talk about uh, it later. you're right you're right, you're right we're still in reader mail yeah well um, well we're actually at reader voicemail okay, um, it's okay. it's it's call us on the phone time uh oh do you know who would have you who historically would have been the number one cyber truck guy even though it didn't it wouldn't be to drive chris Kamen. And Chris oh, Kamen yeah. would just spend Shoot every it. weekend like shooting rockets at it. Yeah. Well, you know who else I think would actually buy a Cybertruck? Uh is Tim Duncan absolutely would buy a Cybertruck. Oh yeah. I mean, because he He would know like, nothing about the politics of it, but he'd want no. it. He it's the most car you could make look like the Punisher skull. <laughs> And could you could you like have a land party from your Cybertruck? Yeah, exactly. We have like all your Cybertrucks in a circle. Yeah. Uh, Sean, do like, you think you any play NBA player? In this thing? <laughs> Sean, do you think any NBA player has used Grok yet? As a verb? No, I don't. Oh, do wait, you not know Grok? I, I, I mean, I know, I know the novel Stranger in a Strange Land, but no, I do not know what Grok is. Uh, Grok is the uh the Twitter AI that's like, uh, dirty. <laughs> It does like uh, it's basically chat GPT, but then it does like a family guy joke while answering your question that Elon Musk had. Oh, God. Oh, that's really dorky. I thought I thought it was like when you said it was AI, but dirty. I thought it was like those porn generators. They're like a horse with a lady's boobs, you know. Oh, so it's just like 
terrible canned jokes. Yeah, and hold on. Let me see. Results. What were some of Elon Musk? I haven't blocked on Twitter. Hold on. <laughs> Which, by the way, you know what makes you feel much better? And I did this before he even owned Twitter. Blocking Elon Musk on Twitter made Twitter a much better place. <laughs> um, but he like had some tweet. It was like, meet Grok. He'll answer. He's an AI who will answer all your questions, but watch out. His answers might be unwoke or whatever. <laughs> anyway, do you think any any NBA player has used Grok? Um, maybe DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> like accidentally uh i feel like he's like in front of a screen basically whenever he's not literally playing basketball um mm -hmm. yeah, who would ask questions on grog i mean like i wonder if i mean Ennis freedom has definitely used grog he'll sure. just do anything yeah <laughs> but that's a that's a different thing um who else would use i could see jordan Poole thinking it would be like but all his questions are just like where the where where the ladies at where are the baddies so yeah let me read you so here's a blue check this is using so grog cringy. are you ready Jesus it's Christ. the worst it's chat gpt but cringe so some guy asked grok what is four plus five and then grok said four plus five is nine a rather simple calculation even for a human and then the blue check said, no, my wife says it's 12. Then Grok said, ah, the complexities of human relationships. In that case, the answer is most definitely 12. Remember, happy wife, happy life. I want to kill myself. <laughs> oh, we're going to get it. It's on. like, he's the worst. He's the just like... Why does he care about being funny? He's just not funny, but he tries so hard. Mm. Like, just just be rich. Like, how how is it that much of a thrill? It's, okay, it's the worst. Anyway, uh, let's let's do some uh, let's let's do some reader phone calls so I don't uh walk into the ocean. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Our first call comes from our friend, uh, John L. Or sorry, Forrest. Our friend Forrest, America's number one Kingdom Hearts fan and number three Rockets fan. 
Uh, let's hear what our friend Forrest has to say. Follow him on Twitter at DoNots and watch him stream JRPG games and occasionally Lies of P, the game where you play as Hot Pinocchio. <laughs> Hot Pinocchio, that's... It's so weird. Uh-huh, I love Lies of P. As a theory, I would never play it. Anyway, well, let's, 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 let's hear what Forrest has to say. <laughs> Hey, hey, Joey, hey, Sean, hey, uh, whatever guest you may have on right now who is very cool, and I'm excited to listen to you. Uh, it's Forrest again. You know me. I'm, uh, I guess I'm a Rockets fan. I'm, I'm here. Uh, I have a little update for you. Okay, and a little bit, and a little bit of appreciation as well, because it's been, uh, it was really fun to be a Rockets fan for a minute, but right now it's really unfun because I keep listening, uh, which is a real bummer. So, uh, I, I've been having a bad time the last week or so, but then I heard you, then I heard you call Dallas a, like a backwater. You said, you said Dallas is a backwater. And that was the best thing that's happened to me in about six months. So that was really cool. Uh, I want to thank you for that. It gave me some life. And, uh, you know, I look forward to every single episode of this, which is uh, the best podcast in the world. <laughs> Uh, thanks, guys, uh, and keep it up. Mm. Uh, the FBI tried to bleep out him saying the that we're the best podcast in the world, but I heard mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, Sean, well, first off, thank you so much, Forrest. I'm yeah, glad yeah. we will shit on Dallas or any city you listeners want if you call us the best podcast in the world. Yeah, I <laughs> mean... guess what, Sean and I... Uh, want more than anyone thing to be loved. That's why we do this. That's why we love. Got into this. We don't get enough. <laughs> um, Sean, did you learn something after calling Dallas a backwater? Though I did. I did. I learned that I'll be visiting Dallas uh, this May for a wedding. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be going to a suburb of Dallas, Texas, and. Uh, there's a wedding event where you learn to do the Texas two-step because, of course, there is in Dallas, Texas. I also have to do that uh, three weeks before my own wedding, Joey. Mm. We're, but uh, very the, the family's very nice, and uh, I will report back on how much of a backwater it is or is not. Well, I actually have an announcement too, Sean. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually going to Dallas. Um, too, but it's actually uh, through my friend Al's closet in his diner. I'm going back to Dallas in 1958 to try and oh. stop the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And that seems um, like the perfect time to go. Uh, yeah. You can kill baby Lee Harvey Oswald, right? Is that what you do? Uh, no, because I'm you only go. I'm can only go back to 1958. So I oh, actually yeah, have to. I have to become a teacher in a different small town and fall in love for a while right, before I try and stop the president from being assassinated uh, while also having diarrhea, a thing that happens in that book. All right. Um... What, shouldn't you just be making insane sports parlay bets? Which won't attract attention at all. Okay. No, uh, actually, I I believe there's a literal plot point in that movie where he like sings the Rolling Stones like five years before they come out or something. Uh -oh. Anyway, really good Stephen King book. It's one. It's in his top 
12 books for sure uh and um, the the hulu adaptation uh james franco is miscast mm-hmm. yeah uh definitely uh there wasn't much james franco wasn't miscast in the let's be honest all right uh we also got a call from our friend henry uh about sean we've talked about him a lot on this podcast it's about our friend and yours uh a man with zero charisma but who is incredible at exploiting algorithms it's a mr beast let's see what henry had to say about mr beast also if you are a youtuber and you would like to give us money to sponsor this show uh, let us know. Uh, DM mm-hmm. us at Round Rock Pod or email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's our friend Henry. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Henry. Um, I had to call to, to give an important piece of um, Mr. Beast-related news. Uh, the, the company Bees Nuts, uh, D-E-E apostrophe S, in which a uh, smiling grandmother tells you various forms of nuts, uh, is suing Mr. Beast, and I guess more specifically, Feastable, for trademark infringement with their bees nuts uh, candy bar. So I'd like to know what uh, team is bees nuts? He asked for the sponsor. Great question. Uh, first off, though, Henry, I hope whoever was chasing you, uh, <laughs> I hope you got away from yeah. him. <laughs> um, I liked uh, I liked the urgency with which you called us. Uh, yeah. It's like well, you just found was... out that information and you ran to a pay, the nearest payphone to let us know. Well, Henry was actually it. yeah. <laughs> Henry actually was going to earn fifteen thousand dollars if he ran continuously and talked on phones for forty five mm-hmm. minutes, according to one of those great pranks they're not pranks they're it's uh they're challenges it's altruism sean oh um it's oh, like sorry. everything yeah. with mr beast is about uh pretending to give poor people money when actually you're exploiting them all right i hope that guy is still not living in that grocery store look i won't I click on that video is. he probably won't is click Joey. on that video but uh <laughs> uh boy um for uh Sean, who are the D who is D's who should D's nuts uh um of Jersey's sponsor? Who are the who's the opposite of the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah. Um well I actually think that they should sponsor the Golden State Warriors. Mm. Because who hits people in D's nuts mm. more than Draymond Green and Chris Paul? Dylan Brooks, maybe Dylan Brooks. So maybe the Rockets. I don't think Dylan Brooks does it more. I think <laughs> Chris Paul is a several time offender. Sean. Yeah, but I guess I mean, Dylan Brooks has done it like three times in the last six months. He yeah. hit Donovan Mitchell in the nuts last year. He hit LeBron in the nuts. He got ejected from a preseason game for hitting Daniel Theis in the nuts. Like he's got three in the calendar year. Yeah, but, but Chris Paul's the goat at it. He was doing it in college. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he's uh, a pioneer, obviously. <laughs> That's why he needs to be playing uh, above anyone young. He's the um, god sham god of punching people in the nuts. That's his true. Move. That's true. <laughs> That's a, Yeah, they call that move the CP2. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but seriously, I, I actually think I like the joke. I think uh-huh. it's good. 
But, but now the, like, I want to answer the question: What team is the opposite of the Charlotte Hornets? Oh, um, like what's oh, the sorry, yin thought... to the Hornets is Yang? Oh, just being a team of like terrible people. You mean? Yeah, like, like what's doomed... the and also yeah, like, like, like a team that's who... competently run. Like... So the guy, <laughs> the guy who tried to kill GameStop, just employing a team of uh, felons, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So who would that be? I mean, is my, it the Indiana Pacers? That's what I was I was thinking <laughs> of saying that. Um I like like who's I feel like a lot of the Denver Nuggets have that vibe. Mm-hmm. But they're not like innocent enough. You know what I mean? Like like Aaron Gordon, I just feel like his private life not that not that he's like committed any criminal acts but doesn't aaron gordon just seem like he probably has like very sleazy interests well also the old woman d who makes d's nuts i'm assuming uh doesn't want to be catered to like party to a man who scams high school children out of their graduation presents on NBA oh, 2K. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about Michael yeah, Porter yeah, yeah. Jr.'s that's, thing. That's too much. Uh, everyone um, look up uh, Michael Porter Jr. 2K Hustle if you uh, don't know what we're talking about. Um, I think it maybe has to be the Pacers. Like, I actually think the Blazers, too, are pretty good. Um. Yeah, I think Except, well, Chauncey Billups is their coach, so they're out, actually. Um, yeah. I just, think you're all, right. Every it's team's objectionable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tyrese Halliburton is kind of uh, like um, LaMelo Balls, like, uh, like if they're the movie Twins, he's the Arnold Schwarzenegger at this point, right? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's like same, they same draft. Uh <laughs> like like what is going on with his ankles, by the way, Joey? Does he need the Steph Curry surgery? I don't know. I feel bad for him. Oh, you know what to... he needs? So he needs to cover what... up that tattoo. Here, I'm gonna, That's... I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead. Can I throw something out there for you? Oh yeah, he does need to cover up that tattoo. That's disgraceful. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> I think I Definitely think this... the thing that the commissioner needs to be uh stepping in to make sure the charlotte hornets do for sure yeah police their own player's body i Um, don't think i don't think steve clifford is long for the nba coaching profession or not well i mean if he keeps (laughs) if he stays in charlotte yes uh, he is not um so i could definitely see next year hornets relatively new owner wants to make a splash your coach of the 2024-25 Charlotte Hornets. He's been out of work for a while, and he's going to anoint LaMelo Ball's ankle with sacred oil, Mark Jackson. I I would agree with that, but I think that new owner is going to be like real analytics creep. Like he's going to hire Sam Hankey. Or something, you know what I mean? And I just get a bad, they're bad vibes. Anyway, we're too, no more talking about the Hornets. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we support Dee's Nuts in her suing of Mr. Beast. Um, yeah. 
Um, and then finally, or no, we've got two more. Our friend John Sullivan, speaking of Sam Hankey, had a question about Sam Hankey. Hey, Randall, John Sullivan here. My question is about Sam Hankey. So the NBA made the Sixers fire Hankey so they'd be a less publicly embarrassing franchise. Mm-hmm. And since then, they had to fire one GM because his wife created a Twitter burner to white knight for him. And the current GM has gotten in two consecutive public fights with star players that he's lost in, like, pretty embarrassing fashion. So I guess my question is, would the Sixers be in better position now if they'd have just kept Hinky because he wouldn't have been publicly squabbling with two different star players? Well, hang up and listen. Um, No, because Sam Hinky would also be posting embarrassing AI art he made, which is Ooh. what Daryl Morey was rough. doing this week. Um, also, Sam Hinkie would not have drafted, uh, Tyrese Maxey, which is what's saving that team, um, uh, because he does not play the position of center, the only yeah. position that, uh, Sam Hinkie would draft. <laughs> it's, it's what you need. Look at, look at paid off, Joey. Either, it was either centers or people who shoot like centers. That was all yeah. that... Billy would take in the lottery for a long time. And finally, uh, they were, you know what, Joey, you could argue that they were saved by the opposite of the process, which was winning games, Mm -hmm. ending up drafting like in the 20s and then getting a normal good basketball player instead (laughs) of a weird art project. Uh, that's that's really like the i mean i understand the logic behind the process but just look at most of the guys who get drafted number two in the draft and you're like oh this is a it's tough to thread this needle here yeah i'm saying chet real outlier so far gotta say chet and jaw but but if you look back it's like the beat james white james wiseman (laughs) Um, Derek Williams, you know, it's just, it's, it is a wasteland, like for a long time, Len Bias, that was a Mm -hmm. terrible choice, Joey. (laughs) Why was that? Thumbs down, thumbs down on that choice. (laughs) The analytics hated him in Maryland. Um, He was the guy that told Larry Bird that he could fix his mom's driveway by himself, too. That's like the hidden thing. Okay. okay. He was all all... biased jokes right now, Sean. We've got too much to talk about. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Including Diet Coke from our friend Mike Burkett. Here we go. Uh Hey, Sean. Hey, Joey. It's Mike from Portland. Uh, Calling to say uh, happy new season, happy basketball. And my question for you today is who is the NBA's most Diet Coke guy. And I don't mean managers or coaches. I mean players. Which player is the guy that only drinks like four Diet Cokes in a day? Anyways, good to to have basketball back. Love you too. I'll take my answer off the air. Holy shit. This is the best question we've gotten in a really long time. Because the Diet Coke guy is a very specific type of guy. Or gal. Or they. Uh, Diet Coke they also. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I have I have a an immediate thought. Go ahead. Watching him tonight, the energy he had, and I think TJ McConnell is a big Diet Coke guy. Mm, he's see, like he's I got think... that deli energy, but he 
I don't think he would try to actually drink coffee at halftime, but I could see him just like rolling with a DC all the time. See, I think TJ McConnell is like a full Coke guy, though. Like, not the drug. I think he wants uh, he he's like a, he doesn't want that unleaded. To me, a Diet Coke person uh-huh. <laughs> is like a Kathy. You know what I mean? It's like the same kind of like... <laughs> No impulse control, but also self-hatred. Okay, so so I will say I will say one of the preeminent Diet Coke guys in recent sports history. Uh Joey, do you remember San Francisco 49ers head coach Jim Tomsula? Exactly. Exactly, so Sean. He he would he would famously um stay up all night crunching tape. And what he would do is he would he would chug liter bottles of Diet Coke and chew tobacco to keep himself awake. And then he would also uh, like walk on a treadmill in his office. He yes. was feeling too sleepy. And when I say office, I'm probably being generous basement. about his setup. Yeah, I, like an office usually has like a door, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like a it's his like an stall, unfinished maybe. basement. Well, he lived like a farm animal, so why not work like a farm um, animal too? Um, okay, so okay, do you know so what I'm, I mean? I'm it, it's, a, it's a lack that. of impulse control, so, but also self hatred in that you won't allow yourself full pleasure. <laughs> right, like Nikola Jokic quit all soda. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And just decided that like looking at horses would be enough for him, but like. There's a certain amount of like surrender to it too, where you're like, I know this isn't good, or I've tricked myself into liking this. Uh, okay. I, do you think Obi Toppin could be a diet? No, Coke absolutely guy? not. He's like, uh, he's too cool. <laughs> um, maybe I should pick someone not on the Indiana Pacers, Jerry. I How think, about that? yeah, I, I think, okay. I don't think this guy is a Diet Coke guy yet, but he's going uh-huh. to be a Diet Coke guy. And oh, that is okay. DeAndre Ayton. Ooh, he yeah, right well, now is like a Mountain Dew guy, but he yeah. will be a Diet Coke guy. Yeah, because he's going to be like, I got to turn around. I'm 24 years old. Yeah. But I still got to <laughs> any any like he seems like he needs a lot of caffeine caffeine because mm-hmm. he's constantly like taking a two hour nap in between his 2K yeah. games. Yeah, um, he's he's a future one. Eddie I could, Curry, I think the most Diet Coke guy ever in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, that one's that one's yeah. Um, <laughs> I think like okay, you know who I think is a Diet Coke guy. Okay, I think Fred Van Vliet is a Diet Coke guy. Wow, like that's his vice. Just like like he said, he's from Rockford, kinda... Illinois, and he's. I mean, I he's would just like, oh, I'm older. I got to cut the pa- I got to start cutting the pounds. Can I, can I also like, I kind of hate I think myself. He might, <laughs> I think he might be like a diet RC guy. Yeah. Dude, he could be like that weird. Um, mm. Do you think James, do you think James Wiseman drinks Diet Coke too? No, he's like, uh, he's I, still, I he's still having like the James... shakes. I think James Wiseman uh, only consumes Soylent. Um, oh, yeah. And the Warriors were like, that's why he's better than Tyrese Albert. Yeah. Um, did you did you hear what happened with Bob Myers today? 
No, what happened with Bob Myers today? Uh, like they were combining the TNT and ESPN crews. Mm-hmm. Oh and, no, he got uh, roasted, didn't he? Charles Barkley congratulated him for leaving the Titanic. <laughs> and then Bob Myers said, hey, 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 I, I got a lot of friends over there. And Charles Barkley said, well, you're going to be seeing him pretty soon. <laughs> um, did you see Charles Barkley uh, interviewing uh Blinken today about uh Israel Palestine. Wait, what? <laughs> With Gail. Yeah, dude. Oh, that show premiered. Yeah, now? and Blinken was on, and uh they were uh, Charles was not doing uh he let's just say he wasn't pressing uh Blinken on uh civilian casualties the way he was pressing uh adam silver on the charlotte hornets domestic violence situation let's yeah. just say that uh but yeah. you know what it's not really his job that's weird that that's happening our world is insane um yeah you know who i think is a diet coke guy now sean in fact i think this is a strange one because i they're all it's a team of young guys okay and they're exciting and they're good but I kind of feel like the Orlando Magic in general are like all Diet Coke guys. Oh yeah, I bet I bet there's some weird like deal they have with like they learned Amway it from or... Fultz. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what <laughs> I cut out soda and brought Diet Coke in. Uh-huh. Well, no, even better, Gary Harris is who taught them to be but Diet Gary Coke Harris guys. Is like, look, Gary, Gary Harris is absolutely a Diet Coke guy. By, oh. by the way, how old do you think Gary Harris is right He's now? not very old. He's like 27. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's he's now 29, but But yeah, he was but he was still. the he's been the youngest grizzled veteran of his generation. Yeah. Well, we're like <laughs> It's him or Otto Porter, but yes. <laughs> yeah, Otto Porter also not really very old. Um I think he's like 31 now, but yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, all look, the king of that is, uh, Kavon Looney. Oh, Diet Coke guy. Total Diet Coke guy. Absolute Diet Coke guy. So you know what? He's the number one Diet Coke guy, I think, in the league. Wow. Okay. Him or Kobe White. <laughs> I think I think Kobe like White cut his hair and he also cut out the sugar, but he kept the soda intake. I've been um, I've been boiling, can't stop drinking soda. So I bet anyone yeah. who was retained in that administration was like there was a lot of crazy stuff. But also, they had like the twenty ounce plastic bottles that was tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right, Sean. It's an enough not talking about the in season tournament. Yeah. Let's. Uh... Talk about the in-season tournament. Yeah. Um. Hold on, I gotta, I oh, gotta sorry. put the news drop. I, f- I forgot we had a drop. <laughs> <laughs> this is round ball rock news, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean, I got to say the games were great tonight. There were so many, just so many games. Uh, Sean, what do you think about the games tonight? Um, I did not 
watch a meaningful portion of the Lakers game because I had a show and Lakers were blowing them out very early. Uh, the the Bucks Pacers game was wildly entertaining. What the Bucks and Pacers played tonight? I was talking about the games. Baldur's Gate three, of course, won game of the year at the oh. Game Awards tonight. Uh, Alan Wake two, my personal game of the year. Want took home three game of the year awards. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush, best audio design. Congrats, uh-huh. Neil Newbon. Neil Newbon, did... of course, played uh some uh played um uh a stereon in Baldur's Gate 3. Sean, I'm gonna be honest, I did not know the in-season tournament was tonight, and I just watched the game awards because that was on at a normal time for yeah, sports. I mean, this, these that games started were not... at 4 30. <laughs> Uh, what time did the Pacers game start for on the uh, West started, Coast? It started at two o'clock. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a normal time for a game to be on. Um, what time did the Lakers game start, Sean? Um, I think six p.m. Pacific, yeah, six p.m. Eastern on, on Thursday. Yeah, that's a normal time for uh, yeah for basketball the, game to start in the NCAA tournament. And <laughs> I don't really understand why these games had to start. Four and a half hours apart. The Laker game really started at like 630, though. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so I guess they wanted to do it like a tournament or summer league. Um, I, I have a couple observations from this. Now, first, mm-hmm. um, going to a basketball game at two o'clock on a Thursday is weird, even for Las Vegas, yeah. to the point where they were giving away a lot of like they they posted a buy three get one mm-hmm. sorry buy one get three free i think yeah. that was just a mistake i think they reversed okay. the terms it was supposed but, to be buy three get one all right well, but, be- but did you did you if you watched it um it seemed like they were trying to hide the fact that there were not very many people in the stands because yeah. the stands were extremely dark mm mm-hmm. mhm uh, like, it was 2 p.m. on a Thursday yeah. on a college campus. On Those col- kids were just getting no. up well, it was, when that it was game at, was starting. I think it's at the T-Mobile Arena, though. It's where the it's where the Golden Knights play. Oh, I thought. Oh, yeah, you're right. I for some reason yeah, yeah. I thought it was at UNLV, but you're right. I mean, that would have been better because it would have <laughs> been a more realistic sized crowd and they wouldn't have had to like make it a Disneyland dark ride on this. Also, also impossible to even watch the games because of the court. I know yes. that court looked like a 2K game. Um, <laughs> I hated it. Well, and they had, I did they love had, the game. Um, they had the Wonka logo twice uh-huh, on yeah. these special tournament courts that everyone will remember forever, including the origin story of Willy Wonka, one that We've already received at different places. And here's a weird thing, Joey. Mm-hmm. I know that. I like, like we, we watched. Prom- I like how we promised we were going to talk about the talk games. about basketball. <laughs> yeah. but I'm, have I just wildly underestimated how much people like Willy Wonka? Because <laughs> I, you go to Vegas and there's. So many Willy Wonka slot machines and people like that movie, but it wasn't like it was like that big a hit Mm -hmm. at the time. And then that Johnny Depp movie was terrible. It made a lot Uh, of money, though, Sean. Maybe that was it. But like, 
I just didn't even realize that Willy Wonka had become like this folklore thing of just like, oh, who who could like it's like playing Hamlet now. I actually have a theory. I have a theory about this. It's like playing the Joker, not Hamlet. Well, I'm um, yeah, well. I, I was gonna say the, well, the Joker is our Hamlet now, but but yeah, I guess Wonka is like playing, I don't know, Othello. I don't know what Richard the Third. Richard um, the Third. Yeah. Um, the Candyman. Himself. No, no. Wonka is playing um, uh, Bottom in a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, All right. Our greatest comedians: Wilder, Depp, Alame. <laughs> bottom (laughs) if this candy has doth offended Uh, stop it stop it all right Um, (laughs) but um can we talk about sean how much i loved watching tyrese halliburton just destroy damian lillard that was hilarious (laughs) it was hilarious uh yeah the they were getting so the other thing that was very funny to me is uh TJ McConnell just wrecking the books mm-hmm. by just knocking away every lazy backcourt pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ruled. Uh, that was great. And then Halliburton kept getting steals. And then Obi Toppin I mean, throwing down sick dunk. Miles Turner, like, finally playing in, like, the right offense oh, for him, where they're kind it. of like, you can go to the rim and go out to the three point line. You don't have to make room for. Sabonis, who also is looking good, dude. I don't mean that as a slight against Sabonis, but, uh, you know, it's nice when your team, like, works together well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I, I Look, um, never mind. I was going to be mean about the Kings for a second, but I'm not going to. They're, they're, he they're was, fine. They're fine. They had a very – he had, Sabonis had such a good mic'd up session mm-hmm. because normally it's just guys like – trying to make jokes or saying something and everything of Sabonis was just him just talking on defense like a like a really enthusiastic college player and I'm so not... all of his mic'd up stuff was like hey go there when they move no you you've got to take an extra step and no one behind you like it was just like real boring fundamental <laughs> advice I'm not yeah. buying the kings until Sabonis gets rid of that little boy haircut he has right now what do you think he should? What do you think he should do instead? I he don't can't know. Part it like that. But it's but... literally a little boy haircut. It's like his dad took him to the barber, and yeah. that's and he sat on the high chair, and that's the haircut you get when you're a little boy. Um, By the way, I'd like to haircut. say Happy Hanukkah to convert Demontis Sabonis. What? I'm just saying happy Hanukkah to DeMontis Sabonis, the NBA's most high profile uh, convert to Judaism. Is he he's Jewish? I did not know that. Well, he he is now. Wow. He married a Jewish woman who's pretty Mm. religious and now he's very religious. Um, that's why I believe his I believe his background is uh, 
some kind of Lithuanian Orthodox church. Do not tell the people of Sacramento that because they have a bad history. Of it is Jewish true. Basketball but players. I uh, believe he sponsored a Purim event last oh, good. year. That's cool. In fact, yeah, Purim's um, the most fun I, Jewish holiday. Still wouldn't call him the highest profile, though, convert to Judaism. That, of course, still belongs to Amari Stoudemire. Oh, yeah, definitely um, in the league now. <laughs> Um, anyway, back to the in-season tournament. Yes, 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 the game was fun. The game was awesome. The Pacers are fun. I hope they kick the shit out of the Lakers. <laughs> um, the best thing that could happen with the in-season tournament is a really fun team wins it every year. A really mm-hmm. fun not- team that's not going to win a championship. Like, if this became... if. They had to name this the Don Nelson Memorial Cup because that's the kind of team that keeps winning or the Mike yeah. D'Antoni Cup. Mm-hmm. I'd be perfectly happy. That would rule. Um, Defense wins championships, but offense wins NBA Cups. Yeah. That's what we're learning, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, love it. And you know what? Maybe the Pacers can win the championship. I don't know. They... Uh, so uh, here are two notable things that happened. Uh, Tyrese mm-hmm. Halliburton did the Dame Time celebration. So good. Uh, <laughs> and after the game, uh, Lillard just acknowledged that, yeah, it's kind of rude to do that. So if you're if you're constantly uh, pointing at the other team and touching your wrist, you have to be okay with someone pointing at your team and touching their wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any cool signature basketball celebrations anymore Jimmy? or are they just waiting are they just hubris well the coolest one uh-huh. uh gets you fined if you do it but you should still do it every time you can and that is of course the sam cassell's big balls dance uh-huh. we haven't had uh, one of those in a while because guys are too afraid to get fined um uh, the matumbo finger wag good. is tremendous they never should have banned it um steph curry night night bad Game yeah. time bad. Yeah, Steph two... Curry home alone face good though, but he's only done it once. Uh-huh. Um that's funny. Uh, uh, uh when no. Drew Holiday would point at guys who got dunked on by Anthony Davis. That's, that's, that's the last cool. good that's one. That's the best one, yeah, yeah. Because everything else is like <laughs> it's a little too calculated, I think, uh-huh. you know. Um it would be fun. Well, and and Larry Johnson's The Big L was very oh, good. Uh J.R. Smith Air Guitar, best one ever. Yeah. Um <laughs> The problem is is you have to be a guy like Jerry uh you, you can't like be J.R. A superstar. Smith or Sam yeah. Cassell. Mm-hmm. Um because if you're too much of a star, it's too high profile and it's just gonna get like rubbed in your face mm-hmm. immediately. Um uh, whereas I would not even say that Tyrese Alberton was rubbing this in Dame's face, but it's it good to be was, like, I know good. what time it is. He's totally rubbing in his face. What was I even saying when I began that sentence? Um. Oh, you know what? Another good one was a good recent one. Uh, I like. Oh, a good one is too small. I like too small when it's too correct. small is completely meaningless now. Though. I know that's the problem, but too small was good. Also, Russell Westbrook. I liked both Rock the Baby and um. When he'd holster the three guns when he'd hit a three. Holstering guns is any gun related. So, and I, I'd say this. Welcome back, John Morant soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dirk arrow was good. I liked when Dirk would do the arrow in the air. 
um, when he did a shot. Um, yeah, Dirk is, Dirk is a a odd superstar that also occupies like the J.R. Smith goofball mm-hmm, slot. Yeah, you might have to be European for that to work. No, I because like I was gonna say Jason Terry's jet sort of worked in that way too, but he's not a superstar. I don't know why. Yeah, I was he's he's that. he's a he's like. I mean, look, Jason Terry got the the. Uh, Larry O'Brien trophy tattooed on his body mm-hmm. uh, before the season when that it's unimpeachable, but it is like a J.R. Smith move and not coincidentally, it was at Deshaun Stevenson's mm-hmm. house. Uh, How do we feel about when LeBron used to do that? Like, um, uh, like the, like pantomime chest, chest, push down step up remember yeah. the heat one hate didn't like that, that was one very weird. that was much. weird it was too. weird <laughs> it was just so weirdly choreographed mm-hmm. and i was kind of like what's what's he doing um oh you know you know what there is a good new one though sean trey young's too cold is good and the bow also good when he was bowing at the, the bow fans. is fine the bow yeah, is fine but i like ice cold, cold is not good the too cold is not good you know why because it was because his name because his name is ice tray ice tray. And it's dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ice tray is like like so you're like kind of dirty people don't wash but you enough his, you're not as good brand, as an ice maker uh, if his like, brand was not ice tray too cold would be good do you know what yeah, i mean but, but, no, but yeah. instead it sucks you're right, that's you're the right. thing yeah it's, you're right it's actually terrible <laughs> so uh <laughs> The thing is, you shouldn't have a singer. You should just do weird shit to celebrate. You know what I mean? Like, don't have a thing you do all the time. Um, remember when James Harden was mad about the um, somebody else making stew? Remember uh-huh. that one he did? And then he got... Yeah. I don't remember who stole making stew. Well, I, the first guy I ever saw the... The stew was, of course, JaVale McGee, the greatest innovator in things like of this nature. Oh, yeah. Of the that early part of this decade. Two hoops. Yeah. 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 The a, JaVale yeah. McGee is just an innovator. First, first uh, man. Uh, and a Grammy I nominee. Ever, yeah. <laughs> first man I ever saw with the mustache tattooed on his finger before uh, before white women stole that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, boxed water, that's environmentally yeah. responsible. Planking, first guy I ever saw plank, uh-huh. too. Um, all right. Um. Uh, okay, so one more thing that happened after this is... Uh, the, the Bucks kind of, uh, The Bucks learned uh, what it's like to be teammates with Damian Lillard. They they did indeed. They, they were a really good fourth quarter team going into this game, and mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't great. And then what happened, Sean? Uh, well, no teams could really make a three-pointer in the fourth, and then Indiana started stealing the ball, and then Tyrus Halliburton had a like hilarious clutch three three because I feel like America had not seen like how he shoots when he has some time. They just, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe there was a guard on the Bucks that could have come out and defended him a little more aggressively, but I don't want to point fingers at anybody, <laughs> but. Uh, his shot is so funny looking. It's like when you when because he'd been going to the hoop a lot and not shooting threes that much, mm-hmm. and it was like he just 
threw up a three from his hip pocket to mm-hmm. ice the game. It was great. Uh, yeah, that's one thing I want. I think that Tyrese Halliburton being a, becoming a superstar should lead to again is not everyone having the same exact jump shot. Yeah. Uh, one of the best things in the world. Uh, and I'm, you know what? Baseball, you too. Why does everyone have the same batting stance now? Yeah. Uh, a cool thing that used to happen is you used to be able to imitate people's batting stances and jump shots. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, one thing about the Bucks, they've been doing pretty well, but they sort of don't have a coach. Um, <laughs> well, that's... I'm just saying, like, <laughs> so here's what happened after the game. According to our friend Chris Haynes, friend of the podcast, Chris Haynes, uh, after the game, Adrian Griffin, like, get into the locker room, and he just immediately starts talking about how important it is to win the rebounding battle. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Portis just straight up interrupted him and said it was more important that the coach structure the offense better down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And then I guess he just, like, kept yelling at him, mm-hmm. but but not in a way that made Adrian Griffin mad. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that... We no, know no offense to Bobby Portis and Bobby Portis is great, but it's very weird that Bobby Portis can just be like, hold on, head coach. Well, Here's what we need to be doing. I actually don't think that's a problem. I think that's probably actually a normal thing that happens uh, to basketball teams. And the not normal thing about it is uh, we know exactly what both parties said because uh Someone uh, told a reporter. <laughs> uh, who who is it that has a relationship with Chris Haynes? Oh, uh, I don't Milwaukee. know. I don't know. There's a lot of contacts there. Yeah, um, but yeah, well, it was that weird that they described the this part. And they described uh, like like the story is mostly about Bobby Portis, but then there's a whole paragraph about what salad that an unnamed Bucks guard was enjoying. It was weird. Um. And also, we've gotten in, we've people have been mad at us before for being too hard on Chris Haynes. And look, uh, Chris Haynes is not the problem. Nope, nope. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, there are certainly worse journalists than Chris Haynes. Uh, or P, uh, but the thing with people Chris who Haynes name is their podcasts less creatively mm-hmm. than hashtag this league yeah. uncut <laughs> but uh there there are certainly worse people at uh like they're they're Woj, Woj and Shams uh do worse trading the thing with Chris Haynes is he only trades with he only tells one guy's story <laughs> and it's just so obvious and weird and I think if you're the Bucks, this has to be like a weird kind of wake up call because I have this feeling they were yelling at Coach Bud all the time about not mm-hmm. doing stuff correctly, and uh, we just didn't hear about it. Right, you're right, because they're <laughs> because yeah, the most better. clutch player in the league uh, didn't lo- had to distract everyone from the fact that he lost another playoff style game. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's what the award's going to be. It, it's going to be like the it's going to be like the NBA Cup, but with like a needle and thread going into it. <laughs> because uh, I think we know what snitches get, Joey. Uh, all right. 
Uh, all right. The Lakers beat the shit out of New Orleans, Sean. Yeah. Uh, um, LeBron going really hard. Um, I just think it's sad that the NBA hasn't hasn't figured out how to make these games in early December more meaningful. You know, I mean, <laughs> New Orleans like didn't even try. Uh, you know what I did like just, about they today? just laid down and lost by forty four points. Joey, if there was not hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake, how much would New Orleans have lost by? Like seventy. Oh. A great question. Because they lost by 44 points and everyone was healthy. Yeah, like 100 points. It's within the realm of possibility. Um, My favorite thing that happened tonight, and I mean this actually not sarcastically, unlike everything else uh-huh. I say on this show. Okay. Is I really liked Shaq talking about Zion after this, after the game, where Shaq was not mean about Zion and was like, I was him. I also didn't have any moves and just counted uh-huh. on being physical and more physical than everybody. And I had to learn how to be a basketball player. Yeah. That to me was very sweet. And you don't get that from Shaq very often. Um, no. Normally yeah. he's like, he's like using coded language to call people slurs or whatever. It's also really, you've seen the Shaq uh multi-part documentary right yeah it's funny because Shaq seems to and people kind of back this up that he was like pretty bad at basketball when he was like 15 or 16 um (laughs) like like and not against real competition either it was like guys on a (laughs) jerk like other high schoolers in germany were like yeah (laughs) clowning Shaq so that's amazing and uh yeah, TNT was really rough on Zion on Tuesday. Although Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith were both saying like he should be really great, but then they said that they were counting the times that he sprinted, mm-hmm. and it was once in the whole first half. And then, yeah, and Bar- Barkley took a different tone than Shaq, but kind of ultimately the same, where he just said like the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my career was that Moses Malone told me I was fat and lazy and needed to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he doesn't have that guy. But they were more calling Zion fat. Yeah. You know, Shaq was just saying he needs to learn some skills. But yeah. I got to say, Joey, I was trying to be very positive about Zion this year. You know, I said that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just don't think it's, it's just going to be this, you know. I kind of think he needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because you feel like the Pelicans like have drafted pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a you got Trey Murphy late, got Jose Alvarado, got Herb Jones. Like they're doing a good job, and then their stars just aren't really stars in the way you'd want them to be stars. I think. Yeah, but um... I gotta say, I'm very happy that. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Kyra Lewis Jr. both got a taste of that sweet IST action. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> They're going to be able to tell their kids about this. And I got to say, congratulations. They had the best plus mine. Oh, nope. I'm sorry. Dyson Daniels in 17 minutes in a 44 point loss managed to be plus two. I kind of so like congratulations Dyson to Dyson um, Daniels. Yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> um, 
Sean John Hollinger. Can we yes. talk about his tweet? Please. Um, yes. Uh, um, John Hollinger tweeted uh, something correct. Um, let's be honest here. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is that the Lakers made the uh, in-season tournament final without facing a single good team. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He said he tweeted without facing a single team in top 15 in BR's SRS rating, fa- including facing teams 24, 27, and 29 in group play. The Pacers, on the other hand, played teams 1, 2, 5, 15, and 18. Yeah, the Lakers swept group play, and uh, mm-hmm. those teams were not great in their group. Uh, and you know who had a problem with this Hollinger tweet? Uh, probably another basketball expert or something, right? Uh, yeah, he is a basketball expert, I think. He's, uh, the creator of Deadpool. Oh. Um, Rob Liefeld. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say, uh, the Lakers look like they're in a tough group when you just look at it. Yes. Memphis, Phoenix, Utah, Portland. Mm -hmm. Uh, Portland clearly is... You know, just, you know, four points behind the Golden State Warriors on the road. So pretty bad. Um, but uh, yeah. Back to Rob Liefeld. Sorry. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob He's Liefeld. been tweeting a lot about basketball. Yeah. And my new goal is to get Rob Liefeld on this podcast. So um, he's, he's the creator of uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Domino. Uh, yeah, he also, yeah, more importantly, he once joined a super team called Image Comics with That's right. John Romita Jr. Uh, and, sorry, uh, and uh, uh, our man, of course, our man. Um, Todd. Todd. Yeah, <laughs> our man Todd. Team McF, baby. John, the pride Jimmy. of Eastern Washington University. Um, uh, what I said he was John Romita Jr. was in Image Comics. He, of course, was you, not. You My say. mistake. I meant Jim Lee. Um, all right. <laughs> I just learned what he looked like just now. Rob Liefeld? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he looks like uh, a corrupt politician. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I want to ask Rob Liefeld which, uh, which members of the 2016 Golden State Warriors were which creators of Image Comics. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Eric Larson, that's your Clay Thompson, baby. All right. Oh, um... Now, I got to say, the I think John Hollander is going to have to start drawing basketball players with uh, knives clipped to their thighs. Uh, well, we forgot to say what Rob Liefeld tweeted. Yeah. Which oh, was yeah, he yeah. Quote sorry. tweeted Hollinger's tweet and said, here comes Hollinger with his sour grapes. <laughs> Which is so weird because uh, that's not what sour grapes means at all. Well, sour you know... grapes is sour grapes is when you get something mm-hmm. and you don't get something, and then you say that that thing would have sucked if mm-hmm. you'd gotten it. That it just it's incorrect on every way. Mm-hmm. He um... did he did also re re uh, post legendary uh, Canadian. Um, Hooper expert ball don't stop. Mm-hmm. Yep, of course he I'm does. I'm sure because... a piece about that. 
No, Rob Liefeld, you should write a piece about that. Rob Liefeld <laughs> is a hooper, man. He His takes are pure, pure hooper Laker takes, and it's Laker <laughs> fan takes, and it is hilarious because, um, look, I want him on this podcast so bad. If you know Rob Liefeld, we want him on this podcast, but also don't uh-huh. tell him I said this. Uh, uh-huh. His comics are dumb. <laughs> And what? his basketball fandom is just like his comics. Oh my <laughs> and god! And I love I... it. I appreciate it. Uh, you know what? He just wants to see big dunks, big muscles, and uh, huge tits, baby. <laughs> Joey, who is the cable of the NBA? Oh, all right. So he's got to be a child of an NBA player, right? <laughs> But also, uh, he's like he, yeah, is he Scott Summers' son from yes, the future? Yes, he is. He's Scott Summers and Jean Grey's son. Okay. Um, but he's also like got to be a grump. Uh huh. And he's um, from the future, but he's somehow old fashioned. Oh, it's Kobe Bryant. Uh, well, <laughs> it's Kevin. Kobe Bryant was a grump, dude. He was and a he grump. Was he was trying to be met to Michael Jordan, and Cable is essentially. Uh, mutant Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he's not, he's not really jacked enough, but I get it. I guess by NBA standards. really jacked. Uh, oh, you mean Kobe Bryant was... Well, for the time, he was jacked. I, um, I guess relative to other yeah. <laughs> uh, Liefeld creations, Cable was not necessarily Yeah, I mean, jacked. he's not... De- like, he's bigger than Deadpool, sure. Yeah, well, Dead, Deadpool's different. <laughs> he's he's fun. Do you think Rob Liefeld ever um like contacts Ryan Reynolds to suggest one-liners? Absolutely, dude. He rules. <laughs> Look, I want Todd McFarland. I want Rob Liefeld. I want as I want Jim Lee. I want as many members of Image Comics on this podcast as possible. But seriously, if you know. Or can contact Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Excuse me, I was dying even thinking about it. If you know or can contact Rob Liefeld to come on this podcast and talk about basketball, please help us out. Tweet at him. <laughs> Get him on this podcast. Let's go. And do Let's not tell go. him. Do not tell him. Look. And I mean that I meant that as a positive. I love I love big muscles in my comic books and I love slam dunks too, buddy. Um you can talk you can come on and just talk about how much you hate John Hollinger. I don't care. You can talk about way, anything. <laughs> that legendary uh Captain America drawing he yeah. did. Everyone look up Rob Liefeld Captain America and stare at it for this portion of the podcast. Go ahead, Sean. Uh that art that P, the original artwork was auctioned off uh 2 weeks ago, mm-hmm. 3 weeks ago for mm-hmm. $132,000. My favorite it's my favorite picture of Captain America with tits and a flat face. I love it. Um all right. <laughs> Um, Sean, is this our episode? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. There's actually an important thing we need to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Adam Silver, um, 
wants to commit more week. crimes? <laughs> he had a big week. Okay, so Adam Silver <laughs> praised Henry Kissinger on mm-hmm. Pat McAfee's show. And I typed that sentence and it makes me want to punch me in the face. Mm-hmm. Here's the Adam Silver quote. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'll give you the important parts. Um, I don't believe I'm trying to, what, the, he was not asked. Let, let's just make it clear. He was not asked about Henry Kissinger. No. Uh, he said, uh, he asked if he Pat McAfee asked if Adam Silver felt he had an obligation to be part of international relations because mm-hmm. they were talking about um, a viral video of monks playing basketball. And Adam Silver said, I get pulled in, though not always in a positive way. I will say I was reading a lot of those long obituaries around Henry Kissinger's death at 100. He was sort of an exemplar of one of the great global diplomats. I okay, want to say. For a second. Yeah, okay. He read zero obituaries about Henry Kissinger because every single one was like, this fucking guy died. Uh, so he read the one in the New York Times. He read the one in the, probably yeah. the one on the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Maybe uh, one in uh, like the you know, Nation on... or one of those. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did not read the not Nation. Not the Nation, the other one. Uh, the uh, What's the... Why can't I think of what's the conservative one that's like the nation? It's um, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. I mean, he's he was reading, you know, Ben Shapiro's yeah obituary was pretty good. Uh, you know, he he read the he read the one on um, Stormfront. That was a mm-hmm. pretty good one. He uh, read the War Crum War Criminals Monthly mm-hmm, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Economist who was horribly burned by Napalm in Cambodia. That's a I good... was thinking of the Economist. Thank you for saying that's the one he actually read. Was the one in uh-huh. the Economist. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, he also got a good one in a. Uh, Crimes of London. That's a good mm-hmm, one. Yeah. Um, okay. So then uh, Adam Silver goes on to say, I, of course, believe that we have to have a strong military. I'm a big believer in it. At the same time, call it soft power or call it dem- diplomacy through sport, through culture, through arts. It brings connectivity together with people of diverse cultures and backgrounds. Ba- basketball is one of those sports. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, says, the whole time Pat McAfee is going like, yes! Yeah, he's right, like uh, the, uh, tear those sleeves off! Yeah, he's like the um, uh, the the Jack Nicholson meme. <laughs> yes. Uh, he says, I'm a sports executive. I'm not a diplomat, thank God. But I think the, the things that we do around the world are participating in these national games, Olympic games, by taking our games globally, by bringing international players to the United States, by showcasing the very best, by people seeing our values of the game around the world, these principles. I call it like the rule of law. Mm-hmm. What did that sentence mean, Joey? Um, it means that uh, he's gonna bomb Cambodia in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, much like international, much like the NBA, international law allows some more powerful actors to uh, say travel whenever they want mm-hmm. or indiscriminately bomb a civilian population. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just yeah. I'm spitballing. And now here's what he says. 
it's interesting. The World Cup of Soccer was in Qatar. 200 mm-hmm. countries participating. Everyone accepted. Those were the rules. Mm-hmm. What rules does he mean? Whatever was going on in those countries, whatever autocrat or dictator, whoever was running those countries. By the way, it's not a secret who's running those countries. He didn't have to say either. No. Anyway, His question was not about this. I would accept it on that pitch, on that soccer field. When the ref made the decision, they may disagree with it, but those are the rules, and a winner was declared at the end of the tournament. By the way, um, Adam Silver's very clear on who's running that country because he approved uh, – Mm-hmm. The Qatar Sovereign Wealth Fund's mm-hmm. purchase of a portion of the Washington Wizards. It's also mm-hmm. not a, sorry, Monument Sports Entertainment and Pharmaceuticals or whatever mm-hmm. that company's called. And Discord um, House. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's not a, it's not, uh, I guess he's saying that even if you have a dictator, you follow the rules of soccer. When he brought up Qatar, it's like, no, there's a royal family. It's actually very clear who's running yeah that country and you just accept that also the slaves built that stadium those no, were the you, rules you, you got to accept it. those are the rules you just uh, yeah and that sort of sports teaches those values yeah <laughs> and then he says and just lastly this is an issue in the united states but really for the whole world even though we're seeing more prosperity in many places you're continuing to see issues around childhood obesity diabetes and in many cases, because kids aren't active. And I got to say, can we lay off Zion Williamson already? <laughs> Come on. You're the commissioner. So Adam Silver is like probably a really bad person, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it's, a really bad person. That, that's been obvious the whole time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and he went on Pat McAfee's show. Like, why, why would you even talk about the world? Well, because he's going, because they're, we're going to get a he's lot of money. Soft, he's soft launching uh, the, the Qatar uh, Supersonics, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's um, true. That's true. They will be in the UAE again next year, and the FIBA World Cup will be happening in Qatar in 2027. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Falconry the number one sport of Qatar. They also uh, had, what did they call it? Joey, what's it called when there's like child jockeys? Camel. This is not a racial slur. These are literal jockeys who ride camels Mm -hmm. is what I mean. But they did recently replace the uh, possibly slave children who rode the jockeys with robots. You mean the camels? Good Wait, sport. they have robots that ride camels there? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it was pretty dangerous for children. I Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. There's a reason. Uh, the, yeah, anyway, all right. Oh, God. <laughs> so Adam oh. Silver. And by the way, just one extra thing. Uh, Adam Silver also, after um, the embarrassing Scott Foster, Chris Paul rivalry, Adam Silver said that he'd talk to everybody and uh, they told him it wasn't acceptable. They needed to just be professionals, even mm-hmm. if Scott Foster was determined not to let Chris Paul ever win a game that he was officiating. And then uh, they asked Chris Paul about it, and he said, I've never heard from Adam Silver since that incident happened. Mm-hmm. So he's also a liar, just like Henry Kissinger. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know what I have to say about that? What's that? I've just got to say, here comes at, uh, CP3 with his sour grapes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Fuck Adam Silver. I, um, well, I guess we're probably never going to get anything from the NBA then now that we've said that. But that wasn't going to happen anyway. <laughs> um... Uh, Sean, if you could pick one war criminal to run the NBA, who would you pick? Hmm, very good question. I would pick Barack Obama. <laughs> He'd do it, too. He would. That's his dream job, right? Oh, yeah, but I, I wish... I was just thinking how funny it would be if we'd gotten, like, Ronald Reagan's Spotify playlists every year. <laughs> Like that's his job now is just mm -hmm. giving like summer mixtapes, reading sure, lists, yeah. union busting, mm -hmm. podcasts, just taking Netflix's money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, I, of course, am choosing Champ Ferguson, who was uh, the Confederate guerrilla leader <laughs> sentenced oh. to death. <laughs> For killing civilians in the Civil oh, War. Bad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if uh, if I'm hiring a war criminal to run my sports league, I at least wa I want him to have the balls to do it himself. <laughs> 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 um, all right. <laughs> um, uh, again, fuck Adam Silver, fuck war crimes. <laughs> um that's our episode sean is there anything you'd like to plug uh you know i would plug that uh shang wang show at uh, the first week in january but tickets are selling fast there are only tickets available i believe for sunday mm -hmm. um, but 10 shows in sacramento so if you're if you're just in sacramento and you want to like get lunch or have coffee or walk through that park that has a lot of trees just let me know yeah um let him know i'm gonna be there for a while um five days in sat down if anybody knows slams in the lion let me oh, know man, i don't want to hang out with off the other day in that close-up they've been like um, look at they've been trying to hype that golden that golden retriever guy from the golden the little arena can't have a mascot slam sun okay uh, and then as for me you can always follow me on twitter at frankie muniz we're on 9-11-2014. I tweeted, another day, another MRI. Um, Sean, did you write a song? I have two in the chamber. Um, let me just, I'll hype them. There's a TLC song coming, and there's a killer song coming. But this week, I think we should play a Luca song, a blast from the past, a kink song just called Luca. Great. Um, trust the process. Trust the process. And shut it down. Don't lie about reading uh, Henry Kissinger obituary if you're gonna praise him, you fucking idiot. I saw him at a club called Real Madrid where you drink sangria and it tastes just like a sambuca. S A M B U C A. He threw an alley-oop to Gustavo Ayon. Then he stole the end zone's pass and the crowd as one chanted Luca. L-U-K-A Luca. Lu-lu-lu-lu-Luca.
Well, I'm not the world's most analytical guy, but the stat projections made me almost cry. Oh, my Luca. Lulu, Lulu, Luca. Well, I'm not dumb, but I can't understand why he dribbles like a pawn and rebounds like a big man. Oh, my Luca. Lulu, Lulu, Luca. Lulu, Lulu, Luca. Well, Europe had Doncic mania. He dominated with Slovenia. I looked at x-rays of his injured knee and said, Atlanta Hawks, won't you trade picks with me? Well, I'm not the world's most creative exec, but his crossover dribble made me see success for my Luca. Lulu, Lulu, Luca. Lulu, Lulu, Luca. Luca, Lulu, Lulu, Luca. Lulu, Lulu, Luca. I called Travis Schlank. He wanted Trey Young. I threw in a one. I pitched him the deal. So he picked a five and me a three. Well, that's the trade that I wanted to make, and it's already a steal. For goodness sake, I got Luca. Lulu, Lulu, Luca. Wings will be bigs, and bigs will be wings. It's a modern positionless free ducko thing, especially Luca. Lulu, Lulu, Luca. I went to Hawaii to clear my head And I've never been high cause I'm straight edge But my dad smiled and handed me a joint And said, little boy, play Luca and Point Well, I'm not the world's most nationalist man But Anthony Randolph is Slovenian And so is Luca Lulu, Lulu, Luca Lulu, Lulu, Luca Luca, Lulu, Lulu, Luca, Lulu, Lulu, Luca, Luca, Lulu, Lulu, Luca, Lulu, Lulu, Luca. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 